2nd Corinthians chapter 5 beginning at the 16th verse from now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh we regard him thus no longer therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that is In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me ask you a question. Who do you think you are? What a great TV series. Who's ever watched that TV series, Who Do You Think You Are? There's a couple. Uh, If you've got BritBox, you can watch the British one. There's an American one. There's an Australian one too, which is quite good. And so you can watch that. So it was a great... One of those things about the TV series is they take well-known... Uh, public personalities and they research their family background. Sometimes uh, the show uncovers many family secrets, perhaps war heroes or sometimes royalty and sometimes an unpleasant ancestor or two and an odd skeleton that comes out of the cupboard as well. But my purpose over the next few weeks is to ask you that very same question, who do you think you are? And just like the producers of that TV show, I want to show you who you really are. And there will not be any dubious characters in your past. In fact, you might be shocked and challenged when you find out who you really are. So the central theme of this whole pulpit series is when you know who you are, you will know what to do. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. And one of the big problems for church leaders, for ministers and for pastors in churches all over the world is that Christians don't really know who they are in Christ. And because they don't know who they are, they often don't know what to do. Many times when I've been invited out for a meal or on a special occasion, someone will say, it's time to say grace. And everyone turns to me and looks at me. And the host says, Pastor Taylor, will you please pray and bless the meal? Now, I've pushed back on this. So if you invite me for a meal, do not ask me to pray over the meal. Okay, because uh, the host insists that I give glory. I, I insist that the hosts give glory over the meal, give glory to God over the meal, because it's their home. And the very... The very humble reactions I have heard over the years go from go something like this. Oh, but you're the pastor and I'm just a regular Christian. In other words, you're the pastor and I'm just a stay-at-home mum. Or you're the pastor and I'm just a student. Or you're the pastor and I'm just a customer service representative. And you can fill in the blanks. I think you get the drift. What, they, what these people are, 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 are almost saying is, I'm just a regular Christian. 
If you ever feel that way, then you don't know who you really are. Because if you're a Christian, there's nothing regular about you. And you need to understand that because you are filled with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Romans 8.11. That's not regular. You have access to the very throne room of God. That's not regular. You have the authority to use the name that is above every name. The name of Jesus Christ. That is not regular. There's nothing regular about you. And when you know who you are, you will know what to do. And in this series, I want to help you to know who you are in Christ so you will know what to do. Today, I want to help you discover that you are an ambassador in Christ. In the following weeks, we'll look at other aspects of who you are in Christ because when you know who you are, you're going to get sick of this saying, when you know who you are, you will know what to do. You are an ambassador in Christ. So let's lean into God's word and have it speak to us. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 20 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. If you are in Christ, if you are a Christian, if you have turned from your sin and met the risen Christ, you're a new creation and all, and, and all new creations have a new purpose. The old, the junk, the sin, the guilt, the shame, that should be gone or that should be going. All of our sins have been forgiven. You're a new creation and there lies in the problem for some of you. You're Christians but you don't understand who you are as a new creation. Like a caterpillar becoming a new butterfly. But, you, but imagine if the butterfly still crawled around like a caterpillar. It'd be bizarre, wouldn't it? And that's what some Christians do because they don't understand who they have become in Christ. Verse 18 goes on to say, And God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. If you are a Christian, then you are in the us. You are in the us. God has given you a message. It's your message. It's your calling. It's your ministry. God has committed to you the message and the ministry of reconciliation. What is reconciliation? In the context of the original Greek, it means to restore to the divine. To restore to the divine. Or to help someone get right with God. To take that which is broken and separated by God from, by sin, separated from God by sin, and to help others to know who Christ is, so that they may become whole and to be made right with God. That is what God has committed and given to you and me, His church, the message and the ministry of reconciliation. Now in verse number 20. It says, now then, we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God was pleading through us. So we need to internalize this. You are an ambassador. God has committed to you the message of reconciliation, as though he was making his appeal through you. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. So who do you think you are? Well, my Bible 
and the Bible that some of you are holding in your hand or the Bible that's sitting on your coffee table at home tells me that you are an ambassador. An ambassador sent by God from heaven to earth. If you are a Christian, this is who you are. You are an ambassador sent by, from God from heaven to earth. So let's quickly review what an ambassador is. The simplest definition of an ambassador is this. It's the, it's the highest ranking diplomat sent as a representative from one country to another. For example, if I became the ambassador of America to Italy, Italy would not be my home, but I would be the highest ranking diplomat sent to represent my government to the government of another country. And so the same is true of you. If you are a Christian, who are you? You are the highest ranking diplomat sent by God from heaven to earth. The earth is not your home. Jesus said in John 15, 19, As it is said, you do not belong to this world, but I have chosen you out of this world. First Peter 2, 11 says, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world. Philippians 3.20 says, But our citizenship is where? America? Where's our citizenship? Heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. You and I are from heaven. And heaven is our home. You represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So when you know who you are, you will know what to do. You are an ambassador sent by God from heaven to earth. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. So let's unpack this topic with two simple thoughts this morning that will help direct and guide us in our daily life. As ambassadors, as Christ's ambassadors, you are not elected by people. You are chosen and appointed by God. John 15, 16 and 19 says, You did not... So you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. So if you name the name of Jesus, if you call yourself a Christian, you have been chosen to bear fruit and to represent him, to be an ambassador. You may say, well, I don't feel good enough or I don't feel I'm ready. Who remembers elementary school when the teacher needed to send you on an errand? Yeah? When you had to leave the classroom and run an errand for the teacher. Now, that may be to take some paperwork to the admin office or some important paperwork to the principal. In my school, if you were chosen to run an errand, you were given a big yellow block of wood with a piece of string on it that you hung around your neck. And this was an all-entry backstage, all corridors, take the longest way possible to the principal's office pass. I would walk down the corridors all self-satisfied, all self-assured, taking my time and looking into the other classes as I went by, holding up my big yellow block of wood because I was on a mission from the teacher to go to the principal's office. I was chosen and appointed by the teacher to do something special. Now, I wasn't the best and I wasn't the teacher's pet, but I was chosen. Now, as Christ's ambassador, 
You are not elected by people, but you are chosen and appointed by God. So when you internalize this, it goes from our intellectual knowledge to the true heart belief. Did you know that that's 18 inches? That's the longest journey in the universe. To go from here to here. It's only 18 inches, but it's the longest journey in the universe. And anything... So, so it goes from intellectual knowledge to a true heart belief, and everything changes. We can see this happening in the Apostle Paul's life. It's in his teachings that we... Uh, we've reviewed, we're reviewing this morning. If, if it was the Apostle Paul that said, now then, we are ambassadors of Christ or for Christ as though God is pleading through us. Paul saw himself as an ambassador and he saw others, you and me, as ambassadors as well. In fact, if you know a little bit about the Apostle Paul, he wrote about two-thirds of the whole of the New Testament. But if you know his past, he would have been the least likely bloke to be called a man of God. He was the number one persecutor of the Christian church. In fact, it was Paul, as he was known then as Saul, who killed Christians for their faith. He intervened, God intervened, and Saul encountered the risen Christ. The appearance of, of and the brightness of Jesus that, who showed up in the spirit, knocked him off his donkey and blinded him. To make a long story short, God told Saul to, to go to the city of Damascus where he would meet a Christian man called Ananias uh, who would minister to him. So let's pick up the scripture from that in Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 13. It says, And then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, talking about Saul, how much he had harm, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles. God is saying, He is my ambassador to the Gentiles. I have chosen and appointed him to represent heaven on earth to the Gentiles. He is my chosen vessel. And so this is what we need to understand this morning. You are God's chosen vessel to be an ambassador to a certain group of people. Who is that? It might be the people that you work with. You're a chosen vessel to represent him to the people you work with. It could be the people in your family. You are a chosen vessel to represent him to be an ambassador to your family. You're not the best. You're not perfect. But God has chosen you. Now some of you here who are younger, you are going to be called to be ministers to the next generation. You are God's chosen vessel. As the church grows, some of you are going to be called to step up and to facilitate and participate in home groups, into midweek church events, because you're God's chosen vessel to build up other believers. For others, you may feel a burden to share your faith with your workmates, with your family, with your friends. You're God's chosen vessel, his ambassador, called by God and sent to represent him from heaven to earth. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. And when you believe that, when you internalize that, it will change 
how you live. It will change your life. So our first thought is you are not elected by people, but chosen and appointed by God. The second thought that we need to internalize is this. As Christ's ambassadors, you never represent yourself. It's not about you. Now, it's going to be hard for some people to get over. It's not about you. If I'm an ambassador to Italy from America, I'm not there to promote my own agenda, my own values, my own ideas. As an ambassador, I must represent the government that sent me. Everyone here this morning who names the name of Jesus represents his kingdom. You represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and it's never about you. Jesus was the ultimate ambassador, and he said these words, and we should say the same words as well, John 6, 38. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. For example, I know I am called to represent Christ in everything I do. So because of that, will you give me permission to go off on a personal pet gripe? Okay? Will you give me that permission? I need to download right now. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) What really gets up my nose? In Australia, do you say, what really gets your goat? Do you say that? Is that a thing? Right. What really gets my goat is that it's just accepted that I'm on another level of accountability and I'm held to a higher standard in many different areas. Now, I understand that this is the case. I understand that the way I spend my money, the way I spend my time, the way I talk to people, the movies I go to, the drinks I order when I go out to a restaurant, the way I raise my family and the words I say, I understand that because I'm a pastor, I'm held to a higher standard. And the reason that I understand that is because if I ever do anything that someone else doesn't like... Well, I expected more from a man of God like you. Other people I understand, but you, you, I expected more. Other people can say that, but you're a pastor. You shouldn't say that. And as a pastor, I try and say some things. If I, if I try and say something left of center or funny on Facebook, you've got no idea. The emails, the texts. Oh, other people could say that, but you're a pastor. You you can't say things like that. And here's where where it really gets up my nose, really gets my goat. Here's where where it's all wrong. I'm not saying I shouldn't be brought to a lower standard. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is if you're a Christian, if if you're Christ's ambassador, and you too should be held to a higher standard... In everything you do, you are Christ's representative. So it doesn't just matter how I spend my money, but it matters how you spend your money. It matters how you spend your time. It matters what movies you go and see and what drinks you order when you go to a restaurant and how you treat people. You are Christ's representative just like I am. So don't pull me down to a lower standard. I urge you, come up and join me, okay? And say, I represent Christ in everything I do too. And when you internalize that, and it goes from head knowledge to heart truth, 
then you will truly see yourself as a representative of God. Now, some time ago, I went to a, a leadership summit that was out of town. And I was with a whole crowd of other pastors and church leaders. And on the final night, we were supposed to go to a particular restaurant. But someone messed up the booking and there wasn't enough seats for all of us. So a handful of us were said, oh, let's go and do Maccas. You know what Maccas is? Mickey D's, McDonald's? Yeah, okay. It's Australian, we call, Australian, we call it Maccas. And so, so while at Maccas, I saw a young lady working and, and wiping down tables. But what got my attention was that she had a very heavy countenance about her and, and she was sobbing. So I left the other pastors and church leaders and I walked over to her and I said, I don't mean to pry, but it's obvious you're having a really bad day. If you want to talk, I will try really hard to listen to you. Now, within moments, she opened up and without going into details, her partner had left her because of his drug issues. She was depressed, feeling suicidal and many, 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 many other things, many other issues. And at that moment, I realised that nobody was to blame for messing up the restaurant booking. This was a God moment and I was supposed to be there. I tried not to sound overly religious as I asked her whether, where she stood with God, then I told her that I believed that God sent me to Macca's just to speak with her. She was amazed and her mind was blown because she admitted that she wasn't a churchgoer, she wasn't religious, but she did believe that God had sent me to talk to her because she was planning as a suicide after her night shift. And she said, I think God sent you here to tell me about him today. And that is what an ambassador does. It wasn't that, it, I wasn't there to invite her to church. I wasn't there to invite her to a church service. I was there to deliver a simple message of reconciliation, to restore to the divine. And when you believe that's who you are, then you will know what to do. And I promise you, you'll see opportunities just like I did. And, and I still have those opportunities again and again and again. But here is the problem. A lot of you will say, well, I can't do that. How can I speak on behalf of God? Here's the big idea. When you, when, when, you can only speak on behalf of God when you understand you speak in the authority that has been given to you. You can see this in the writings of the Apostle Paul. He says, I am not an eloquent speaker. He, there's a whole part where he says, I'm not an eloquent speaker. I just preach by the power of the gospel. He says, I'm the least of all the apostles. And I do not do, but what I do, I do in the authority that has been given to me in Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 8 says, I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord. But our authority builds us up. It does not tear us down. So I will not be ashamed of using my authority. So right here is the big idea. This is what I want you to take home this morning. Do not be ashamed of using the authority. It's not your power. So don't get all uh, narcissistic about that, okay? It's not your power. Let me use an example. If I stood in the middle of a busy street and lifted up my hand to stop you, you could run me over with impunity. 
You, you would be free from unpleasant consequences because I'm nobody and I had no authority to, to tell you to stop your car and stand in the middle of the street and stop your car. If, on the other hand, I had a badge that said I'm a policeman with the Akron Police Department and I stepped out in the middle of the busy street and told you to stop, you better stop, right? Because if you didn't, there would be consequences. Why? Because I have the whole of the Akron Police Department standing behind me. And it's not, and, and it's not me telling you to stop, it's, but it's the government, it's the city, isn't it? So as a Christian... I, I, I come not from my own, I, don't, I come not in my own authority, but in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like when my grandson Alex comes running to me into the land room and says, Pops, Pops, Uncle Tim won't let me play the Xbox. So I say, Tell Uncle Tim he has to let you play the Xbox. And Alex says, I did, but he won't let me play. So, Alex, you tell Uncle Tim that Pops says he has to let you play the Xbox. What do you think Alex did? He was empowered like an ambassador. Uncle Tim, Pop says you have to let me play the Xbox. And the little guy was ruthless because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords of the Taylor household, Pops, the Papa Familiar, had sent him as an ambassador with a message to set things straight. Now, in all seriousness, this is what we need to do. You need to use the authority that has been given to you. And as we read through the book of Acts, we see this living out in the first century believers. They understood that their power was in Jesus, not in themselves, in Jesus. But they had the authority. They knew they had the authority to use Jesus' name. Sick person, I haven't got the power to heal you, but in the name of Christ... Be healed. And what happened? The sick person was healed. Demon-possessed person. I haven't got the power over demons. But in the name of Jesus Christ, demons came out. And what I struggle to get my mind around is this, in a good way, that we, as New Testament believers, can do even greater things, the Scripture says. Why is that? Why is that? Because we are not regular Christians. And there is no such thing as a regular Christian. You are an ambassador of Christ, appointed and called by God to represent heaven on earth. You are not elected by people, but you are chosen and appointed by God. You and I carry with us the message of reconciliation as if God was making his appeal through you and you never represent yourself. It's not about you. It's always about him. You represent him. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So you are not just a regular Christian this morning. You are an ambassador called by God to make a difference where you are. And when you know who you are, that you are not a regular Christian, when you know who you are, you will know what to do. So let's quickly review as we close. If you are a Christian, you are an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, not elected by people, but called and appointed by God. 
You never represent yourself, but you always represent him. You are Christ's ambassador. This is not your home. You are from another country. You represent the king. You represent a king from another kingdom that sent you. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And that makes your role on earth very, very, very important. Very important. There is nothing regular about you. You are the highest ranking diplomat sent by God from the kingdom of heaven to this earth. That is who you are. And when you know who you are, you will know what to do. Please stand with me. If you're able, please stand with me. And let's bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would make this moment a significant moment for those who are Christians here this morning. That you would move this from head knowledge to heart calling. That we would be different, Father, because we've been with you. Help us be ambassadors to those people that we know that are not connected to Jesus. Our family members, our work colleagues, our friends, those who are associated with us. Father, help us see, help us, help them to see that we are children of God, that we are chosen, that we are vessels to them, to them, Lord. Help us to understand who we are in you. And we pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen.